Hardware, and Garden Stores. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sitting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. The British tabloids are, are uh, featuring a video of an animal crawling around on somebody's porch. It looks, here's what it looks like. Okay. It's identical to a prano pup with a tail. A prano Nobody knows what this tail. thing is. It's the, it's just what? dreadful looking. It's some kind of I, I don't know. It, it, it looks about it looks exactly about the size of a prano pup, only it has a tail like a rat. A legs or little teeny legs under there. Like I a think. caterpillar kind of. Wow. Is that thing grotesque? Oh rude. Mm-hmm. How come they how do they not know what it is though? Well, you know what? I didn't bother to read the story because I like a care. Sasquatch, they should, you know, it's just from the... Well, it wasn't blurry. Well, and it was real. Yeah. Imagine that. This thing wasn't blurry, but every picture of Sasquatch is blurry. I, I don't know how that happens. He's a really fast thing. Do you recall the so-called professor? We're going to visit the failed academy here for a moment. Do you recall the so-called professor who demeaned Barbara Bush on the occasion of her death? Yes. The Cal- uh, California State University Fresno? so-called professor. Yeah, no class. Rhonda Girard is now demanding that white editors resign uh, from positions of power. And why is this? Uh, she She's getting a lot of attention for this. At some point, all of us in the literary community, I don't, I'm not in the same community as you, honey, must demand that white editors resign. <laughs> It's time to step down and hand over the positions of power. We don't have to wait for them to, and then she uses a profanity. The fact that they hold these positions is another profanity. Uh, she's an English professor. Uh, and she can't find a more creative way to express herself without... She's She previously made headlines for celebrating the death of Barbara Bush. Uh, and now she's she's demanding that no no one who is an editor should be a white uh, white person. Her outrage uh, appears to have been sparked by a recent controversy about a poem. Here we are with poetry again. Kind of stuck in a poem theme, aren't we? We really are. Kind of like shark attacks. Uh, 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 Sparked by a recent controversy about a poem published in The Nation that has caused, that has been called insensitive to minorities and the disabled community. The poem uh, called How To by Anders Carlson Dash Wee Includes the lines, don't stay homeless, they know, you is, and if you're crippled, don't flaunt it. Let them think they're good enough, Christians to notice. I, I Doesn't sound like a poem I want to yeah, read. Yeah, really bad poem. Yeah, I like rhymes. You know what? I want you to look it up, though. Okay. Please. Look up the poem called How To by Anders Carlson Dash Wee, W-E-E. Because, you know, race, the term racism and racist does not mean anything anymore. But she appears to, this phony professor appears to be dragging dragging that out and charging that this poem uh, is insensitive to uh, minorities and the disabled community. Okay. Anders Carlson, We Archives. Mm-hmm. Um, Poems called How To, How Dash To, T-O. 
All right. It has not come up yet, so give me a second. Or you might be able to find it in The Nation. Gerard has called for the specific resignation of Stephanie Burt, the poetry editor for The Nation, tweeting that Burt erases and violently silences people of color. Stephanie has said some hurtful profanity about George W. Bush and has hurt Arab-American poets in my community, Gerard claims. I ask that she resign. Why all of a sudden would this phony professor be concerned about someone saying something hurtful about George W. Bush? It's the Bush family she railed against when Barbara Bush died. This woman is uh, all over the map. But she has not resigned, uh, but she did publish an apology. As poetry editors, we hold ourselves responsible for the ways in which the work we select is received. We made a serious mistake by choosing to publish the poem, How To. When we read the poem, we took it as a profane, over-the-top attack on which many, on which, on the ways in which members of many groups are asked or required to perform the work of marginalization. The apology added, we can no longer read the poem in that way. Why can't you? You're a poetry editor. You probably know a hell of a lot more about the poem than this so-called professor of English. Right. The apology wasn't good enough for Gerard, who replied, resign to the apology tweet. You must resign. So she's not even limiting it to white males. She wants anybody white not to be an editor of anything. Okay, it's not clear if this is the poem, so I'm not going to. It's Anders Carlson Wee, and it's How To by Anders Carlson Wee. This is from the nation.com. Yeah, that's where, it, that's where it was published. And there's an editor's note here uh, on this. As poetry editors, we hold ourselves responsible for the ways that's in the which we That's the apology I just read. Okay. Uh, but at ourselves, editors. So maybe this this must be the poem. Yeah. If you got HIV, say AIDS. If you a girl, say you're pregnant. Nobody gonna lower. Okay, nobody gonna lower themselves to listen for the kick. Never mind. People passing fast. It's okay. It's okay. It's really, it's really not a, it's really bad. Uh, You'll recall that she said uh, Barbara Bush was a generous, smart, and amazing racist who, along with her husband, raised a war criminal. Uh, bleep out of here with your nice words. She she really loves the F word. Uh, I'm happy the witch is dead, this so-called professor added in a later tweet. Can't wait for the rest of her family to fall to their demise. Gerard later added that she would never be fired due to her tenured position. This statement sparked an online petition calling Fresno State to fire her. The still active petition has been signed by nearly 90,000 people. Mm. A spokesperson for Fresno State told Campus Reform that the school does not comment on the personal opinions of faculty, but did add that in this instance, the view expressed does not reflect those of the university. Well, that's good anyway. The people who run the university are complicit in the destruction of the academy and they're, they're going to tolerate this uh, very uh, uh, disagreeable Rhonda Girard, uh, one of the most disagreeable sorts, I, I think, in the failed academy, but terribly symptomatic of the failed academy. And then boasting that, you're not going to fire me. I'm too special. I've got tenured. That's I'm pretty tenured. arrogant and in your face, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, what, what, what do people, what should people like me do? Ign- not 
mention her name, that would be that would be wise. Why give her any publicity at all? But we've we've stumbled onto our tracking the the failed academy, and she is an important reason why the academy has failed. Uh, which I think is the reason why you should mention it, even though you know the, the debate about oh, given the pub- publicity. Can you no, imagine? Get her take, out there. Can you imagine taking an English course from this this tawdry, disagreeable sort? I'd want my money back. It's just she's preposterous, and and I've even um, made the sacrifice of uh, watching her on uh, video, and I couldn't take much more than a minute or two. She. She not only isn't very bright, she is extraordinarily profane. Right. And uh, But here she is. She's at the heart of the failed academy. At the very heart of it. And she's a taunter. Basically begging you to challenge her in some way, shape, or form. Well, and she probably could win any, you know, she could probably win a lawsuit if they fired her. Because she'd say her First Amendment rights were, were violated. I'd I'd find a different reason to fire, but I'd fire. She ain't working for my school. But then again, I wouldn't. My my uh, the the University of Garage Logic is not a failed academy. Uh, true. It's, you get uh, reading, writing, arithmetic. Well, you get the who, what, when, where, why, and how. You right. get reading, writing, and arithmetic, and getting you ready for the workforce. And, Winning and losing, and you keep track of scores. And Where's the crying room? Some people were looking. A couple of you no foreign that's room. transferred over. We're looking for the crying no room. crying room. Oh. Uh, no therapy animals. Uh, no safe spaces. A variety of speakers on campus from representing all forms of political ideology. Uh, I would not welcome her to the University of Garage Logic, though. She would have no. nothing to offer. Uh, no. I, no. I will take disagreeable sorts if they have something to offer. She has nothing to offer. Except her own inflated sense of herself, <laughs> and and if you saw a picture of her, How you, you know doing? the you know the word inflated. How you doing? Would be uh, the one you'd use. Skin <laughs> <laughs> This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a Ph.D., Joe Suchere. My life is gone. Yeah, well, what'd you do? You put the flame on it. We lost a great living American. Oh. Well, actually, she's a Briton. She's a Brit. Okay. Let's see if we adopt her here. What do you got? The last female Spitfire pilot to Ooh. die. Mary Ellis, the last surviving female World War II pilot, has died at the age of 101. Woo! She delivered Spitfires and bombers to the front line as part of the UK's air transport auxiliary during the war. Ha <laughs> ha! Wow. Way to go, Mary! I suppose the modern feminist would argue that she was not allowed in combat, but she found a way to serve, didn't she? Yeah, she served her country admirably. Another terrible loss... According to Stephen Hillier, Mary Ellis, pioneering female aviator, air transport auxiliary veteran, and inspiration to generations. I'll always remember her proudly reminding us at RAF 100 events that she was older than the RAF itself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ellis then, Mary Wilkins, joined the uh, 
auxiliary transportation uh, thing in 1941 after hearing a radio commercial. commercial. She flew 1,000 planes over four years, including 400 Spitfires and 47 Wellington bombers. Wow. So she was basically the middleman, uh, middlewoman from getting to the front lines. Wow. After the war, she moved to the Isle of Wight, uh, where she managed the local airport from 1950 to 1970. Uh, she married fellow pilot Don Ellis in 1961. He love, died love in 09. Hmm. Uh, wow, he lived a long life as well. She said, when I went to collect my first Spitfire, the man helping me with my parachute asked, how many of these have you flown before? And I said, none. This is the first one. And he nearly died of shock, and he fell <laughs> off the airplane. Uh, Atch asked which plane was her favorite to fly. She said, the Spitfire, as everyone knows, is a delightful airplane. To fly it is absolutely fantastic. It's so responsive to all the actions you might want. Wow. Well, congratulations to you, lady. Rest in peace, huh? Yeah. Those of us with British cars like to pretend that we're flying the Spitfire over the English Channel. <laughs> not quite this. Not, not quite the same. Not quite the same. Hey, funny event last night. Wheels of Italy. Wheels of Italy yeah. is those cars. Even the new ones and the old ones are just so cool. The Ferraris. My favorite was a 1958 Alfa Romeo that looked to be a barn find. Is that was that the silver one? It was. It's small. It was on. Uh, it was just Fifth right Street. outside the um, a hotel. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw it. it was gray or white. Yeah, it was kind of... It looked like an old Mercedes. Vaguely. Vaguely. Uh, we, I, I, my wife and I walked by that, and I said, this is the one I would like to drive. This yeah. is the one I'd like to have. I don't know what that would have been called. A Spider, a Julia. I, I don't know what they were calling them in 58. My son liked the uh, Ferrari crossovers, uh, or Maserati crossovers. I'm not into the Maserati crossover. I'm uh, I'm not a Maserati or Lambo guy. You could probably force a Fiat on me. I'd probably, I mean, a uh, Ferrari? Ferrari on me. I'd probably be interested. See, I got a note from uh, Brandt who writes, "Good afternoon, Mayor. This feels like an end of the world, but maybe I'm overzealous at in, as it involves my son. I arrived home this evening, and the uh, the little lady had a story about my son's L A R P friends. You know what that means?" L-A-R-P. If you're not sure what a L-A-R-P group is, it's kids who do live action role playing with each other. Years ago, I showed this video to my wife because I couldn't help but laugh a bit, and he provided a link to a YouTube video. Little did I know my son would dive into the world the minute he saw the video like he just witnessed God himself. He's now 13 and a good kid. He likes to play with items he makes from duct tape, cardboard, and whatever else he can find in the garage. Uh On to the story. Yesterday, he was with his... He was with his normal group of kids who have been meeting for a couple of years now in Silverwood Park. Okay. I don't know where that is. I I think it's local, though. I mean, in the metro. I believe the district knows they meet there, but I can't confirm this as I'm typing this letter. They're running around like they always do with rules for their battles in full gear when a large adult man came running out of a building yelling at the kids, no weapons allowed in the park, no shooting projectiles in the park, no vests allowed, put those guns in gun boxes, knives are not allowed in the park, you all need to leave now. (laughs) Meanwhile, some kids, some of the kids' parents were nearby wondering what was going on. I don't even know where to start with this. These kids are running around in cardboard vests with cardboard weapons, cardboard knives, and some have Nerf guns. They're not allowed to do any real damage or have anything real, but that's just common sense to me. This man kept after them claiming to be head of security for Three Rivers Park District, and this kind of play is not allowed in any of the parks. What? 
I love that the little guy enjoys tinkering and making things, let alone the masculine side of growing his love for the garage. Boys do this kind of thing. It's normal and healthy, isn't it? Just last week, we made a catapult at home, and he was planning to bring with him that would launch a soccer ball or Nerf ball of some sort for their make-believe battles. I guess that's now not going to be allowed. I can't stress this enough. Nothing is real, nor does it look real. Do people think there is a real battle in Silverwood Park with ancient weapons or futuristic weapons? Uh, sincerely, Brant, uh, facts provided by an eyewitness, the CP. Was it the, didn't the St. Paul paper recently have a piece uh, on these kids uh, making things out of cardboard? I, uh, I yeah, swear, last, I, week, last week or the week before. Yes, it was because I remember the picture. They were marching with uh, shields. Yeah, or- but see, Euphorians uh, have always uh, equaled a, a chicken finger shaped like a gun to an actual gun. And and here these kids apparently are playing with cardboard stuff they make, and and someone and being is being creative. They're being and they're not inside. They're at, they're not wired to a, they're uh, they're not glued to a computer screen or their telephone. They're playing GTA. They're outside playing. Right. So I don't know who the guy was who chased him away, and I don't know where Silverwood Park is. Why does Three Rivers Park District ring a bell? You look that up for me, please. Yep. Three Rivers Park District, uh, LARP, huh? Live action role playing. I, I, I'm unfamiliar with it, but it's got a bra here. The Three Rivers Park District is out my way. Oh, yeah? It's uh, Silverwood Park. It's Eden Prairie into Chan into Shock, that, that whole area. Yeah. All right. Phenomenal park district, by the way. Uh, Three Rivers? Yes. Oh, yeah. What did you need to know about it? Nothing. Uh, a guy emailed me and said his kid got kicked out of Silverwood Park. I'm not familiar with Silverwood uh, Park. Well, it's part of the Three Rivers uh, Park it's, district. It, the, the district is massive, yeah. though. Yeah. Okay. You got uh, a big district is what you're saying. We'll, you be, we'll be back shortly, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal with Your Money Now. You know, I am so upset, I'm going to take my Pop-Tart, cut it into the shape of a gun, yep. and march right on down there. Yeah, well, you'll get arrested. I guess. <laughs> that's that's when those kids need to build their own trebuchet and just send that guy into another district. <laughs> Uh, stocks are down today. We had a, a couple of uh, earnings reports sending the market a bit lower. Twitter had a report saying it is slowing. Uh, user growth was slowing. Facebook made the same announcement yesterday. That's weighing on the tech sector again today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 81 points. The Nasdaq Composite down 115. And the S&P 500 is off 19 points. Now the good news. The U.S. economy grew at the strongest pace in nearly four years during the second quarter quarter, powered by a rebound in consumer spending, strong exports, and firm business investment. The Commerce Department said gross domestic product, that's the value of all goods and services produced, rose at an annual rate of 4.1% from April through June. That was a pickup from the first quarter's revised growth rate of 2.2%. American Airlines is canceling a policy that prevented basic economy customers from carrying on luggage. The new policy, which will allow carry-ons, will take effect September 5th, about a year after American introduced basic economy tickets. I'm Bruce Vale with your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Vale. We'll talk to you in one hour with your scramble, your post-scramble report. Sounds good?
I'll be here. I know you will because you've got a report to do. You should be there. Hey, 1500 ESPN Sportscaster Idol, things are winding down. You've got your last chance submissions right now. Go to 1500ESPN.com. Look at all the rules and all the timelines for Sportscaster Idol. I know many of you out there are very talented. This is the time to prove it. Think you can do better than we can? You probably can. Well, get to it. Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number 8. Boy, Ruck, do I have a food story for you coming up after Chris Reaver's newscast. Yeah, I like food stories, bro. Really? Yeah, it's going to vindicate me in a lot of ways, and then also will result in you mocking me in a lot of ways. Ah. Here's Chris Reaver's. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Sunshine and 78 degrees, although I do hear that there's a a chance for a slight bit of rain in the uh, western St. Paul area, like right on the border of Minneapolis and St. Paul at about 350. Like the Marshall Street Bridge? <laughs> yeah, like right in that neck of the uh, woods. Yeah, gotcha. sure. That's too bad. Uh, I'm totally kidding, by the way. Is this uh, Scramble Friday? I'll say. I'll say. In about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Brah. And then it's in my backyard party scramble. Brah. <laughs> okay. So we're going to get that text from you later Yeah, today. it'll be raining, boy, let me tell you. <laughs> Twin starter Kyle Gibson, he was tremendous last night in their series opening 2-1 victory over the Red Sox in Boston last night. Gibson held baseball's highest scoring team to just four hits and one run over eight innings, striking out seven. Mitch Garver continued his hot streak with a game-winning RBI double in the eighth. Fernando Rodney made things interesting in the ninth but did earn his 22nd save of the season. Cleveland was off last night, so the deficit in the AL Central now sits at seven games. Uh, same two teams go at it again tonight. Lance Lynn will start opposite. He's Red- been a big disappointment. Yeah, he really has. Yeah. And the, the, the problem, I, I'm, I'm mansplaining now, but the problem is his games take forever. The yeah. first four innings will take two hours tonight, although Chris Sale's pretty good, so he might... Uh, might help uh, help buck that trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, first pitch tonight from Fenway Park is at six ten. Uh, this year's Hall of Fame inductions will be. Uh, we'll have a few local ties in Sunday at Sunday in Cooperstown. Excuse me. St. Paul native and ninety one World Series MVP Jack Morris will be enshrined, and uh, former Twin Slugger Jim Tomey will also be enshrined. Those festivities begin at noon Sunday in Cooperstown. The WNBA All-Star Game will be held tomorrow afternoon over at Target Center. This marks, I can't believe this, but this marks the 22nd season already for the WNBA. Ooh. Tip from Target Center tomorrow afternoon is at 2.30 p.m. It will be on our sister station, 5 Eyewitness News. And uh, the Vikings were off today. No practice in remembrance of Tony Sperano and his memorial service that took place today. News notes from today, six members of a St. Paul street gang were sentenced in federal court for conspiring to illegally possess firearms, according to a release from the U.S. Attorney's Office. The individuals all belong to the gang Ham Crazy and include Marvell Vashon Jefferson, Shelby Delon Ashford, Casey Jamar... Just a minute. Mm -hmm. Just a minute. I know what he's looking for. I, I don't. Will you uh, start those names over again? <clears throat> Marvell Vashon Jefferson. Shelby Delane Ashford. Casey Jamar Davis. Not Foghornable. Philip Dwayne Jackson. Not Foghornable. Nakaya Marquerie <laughs> Martin. And Pierre Cortez Jenkins, according to the release. Okay. Mm. Uh, Carmelo. What's the name of the band? 
or the gang? The gang is called Ham Crazy. H A M. H A M Crazy. Wasn't there a Tina too? Tina, come get some ham. <laughs> No, I believe that was not. their spokesperson. He's a man who okay. spends hours okay. in hardware stores. No. That's, that's the wrong button. Uh, all six were charged with a felony in possession of a firearm. The defendants received sentences between 48 and 60 months in prison. According to the U.S. That Attorney's Office, the six defendants illegally obtained and possessed at least 12 different firearms. The, the release alleges the defendants and other members of Ham Crazy also attempted to buy and sell trade firearms through social media. Real smart. The U.S. Attorney's Office, District of Minnesota, filed a civil complaint against a Maplewood dentist and his practice for issuing illegitimate prescriptions for opioids and failing to comply with record-keeping requirements of the Controlled Substance Act. The release said the complaint was filed against Dr. Jeremy Brunseman and the Institute of Facial Surgery in St. Paul. The complaint claims that Brunseman unlawfully issued multiple prescriptions for oxycodone and hydrocodone without legitimate medical purposes. The complaint also alleges the dentist failed to keep complete and accurate records regarding controlled substances, which is required by the Controlled Substance Act. According to the release, the U.S. Attorney's Office is seeking monetary penalties and injunctive relief. A semi-truck driver from Savage was killed yesterday when he failed to heed a sign being trailed by another vehicle. According to the Iowa State Patrol, 62-year-old Paul Greibel died in a crash on Interstate 35 northbound in Iowa around 11.30 a.m. yesterday. The State Patrol said a truck driven by a 44-year-old Iowa man was pulling a sign telling drivers to merge into the left lane of I-35. Greibel did not move over and struck the truck and its trailer. The truck spun around while Greibel's vehicle entered the ditch and rolled. According to the State Patrol report, the other driver was uninjured. Greibel was not wearing a seatbelt. Um, <clears throat> you guys are going to have to help me with this one, okay? So pay attention. Joe? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Target has apologized for erecting a fake facade that mimics the legendary rock club CBGB as part of the opening of its new store in Manhattan's East Village. Okay. You're familiar with the club, right? CBGB. Yeah. Instead of CBGB in red letters. You know, same the same no fool that around. Yeah. You remember the, the logo that they had? Yeah. Instead of those four letters, the white awning read TRGT. You know, Target, yeah. Yeah. which I thought was pretty clever. Yeah. I thought that's cool. All right. And showcased a window display of store-branded T-shirts. Well, it quickly drew the ire of local historians who condemned it. Jeremiah Moss, author of Vanishing New York, wrote on his blog... Sure, he's got a blog. ...that the display might be the most deplorable commodification of local neighborhood culture... Is that from culture. Stephen A. Smith? I've ever Commodification. <laughs> The executive director of the East Village Community Coalition, Laura Sewell, described it in a television interview as really pretty tasteless. To find a Disney fake version of whatever it was they thought we were, they're just off, she said. CBGB is a often considered the birthplace of punk and hosted early performances by Blondie, the Ramones, and Patti Smith. It closed back in 2006. Have you guys seen this story at all? No. No. The Well, I thought you would... 
I think it's cool. Well, I'm, I'm waiting yeah, I'm to not. make a comment, but finish the story. Okay, the New York Times on Wednesday reported that Target released a statement apologizing for its one-day celebration. We sincerely apologize if some event goers felt it was not the best way to capture the spirit of the neighborhood. We always appreciate guest feedback and we'll take it into consideration as we plan for future opening events. Okay, I don't know where to be on this. First of all, they didn't need to apologize. No, they did then not. Then the apology they made was a non-apology apology. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, the people who go to Target are not guests. They're customers. Yep. They're going in there to right. buy I paper knew, towels. I knew that was going to bust. Drives you. me crazy. <laughs> maybe we, okay, but maybe. <laughs> but this the- idea that Target was supposed to have some reverence for a bleeping punk rock club that's now out of business is ridiculous. But I think the very idea that they tried to embrace that is cool. Not, not yeah, repulsive. Yeah. 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 I'll go with that. I think for the talk shop this year, maybe we should have them be guests. Or all our guests that would like to come by and buy a pushback, pushback t-shirt shirt. for our pushback. guests. Yes. By the way, uh, have you seen the emails for the the coin idea? By the way, the no. Roland, the, the the guy that called in last hour. Yeah, Rook. Did you yeah, get all I his, got dope? his name? That's uh, a good idea. You can do anything. What? You can put GL twenty fifth. That's what I want. You yeah. can put your face. Oh, I don't want my face. I want Joe's face. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I think people might want GL25 uh, coins. I, I For sure they would. That would be neat to have. Are you going to take charge of this? I'm going to get it over to Kelsey as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what he can do well, with Well, he is the chief offside correspondent. Yep, right. <laughs> a big surprise for a 13-year-old boy rolled into North Minneapolis yesterday. Oscar Myers Wienermobile visited Jaquan Faulkner. Last week, city officials gave him an official permit to operate his hot dog stand instead of shutting it down after getting a complaint. When Oscar Meyer heard the story, they knew their Wienermobile had to stop by. Faulkner said that he's thankful the company is showing his stand some love. Oscar Meyer gave him free hot dogs for his stand, a ride in the Wienermobile, and a weenie whistle. Oh, boy. Uh, how old is this kid with the hot dog 13, stand? 13. Where, where, how does he, where does he cook them? Well, he's... He's got a grill out he's on the curb. He's got right out there. He's got a like a a hot dog machine, like a, a oh, warmer. First of all, who's complaining? I don't know. Some you got a crabs. kid that's trying. He was to... as, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I saw him on the news, and he was as charming as can be. I don't know how this got to be where it is, but I'm glad that he's getting some attention, and I hope he makes a million bucks. Okay, on but it. most kids, you know, they'll settle for Kool Aid. This well, kid's cooking this kid, you a that's meal. That's why this kid's. A step above. Entrepreneurial? He's one yes. step ahead of the competition is what this he is. This kid is rainbow delight when you're selling lemonade. Yeah, that was. I always got defeated by the works kids. Yeah. Because uh, I would sell Kool-Aid and they were selling rainbow delight. Right. Same thing. <laughs> I'm not rainbow going to lemon. Delight. Screw lemonade. I, what is rainbow delight? No, I was selling Kool-Aid. <laughs> and the next house, hey, don't buy his Kool-Aid. I got rainbow hey, delight. I here. all here. over that. I didn't make any money. Was it like gay lemonade those or something guys like are that? Now, uh, <laughs> those guys are now probably, I think they're all multimillionaires. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Hi, Dave. Dave's just playing. I just talked to him. Hi, Dave. Dave. David Wallace Dahl. And we got Dave. I just talked to him. Dave. Dave, you go ahead and chime in when you're all set there. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? 
<laughs> Art, <laughs> sorry about Did that. You fall down okay. or something? Or? I get a boo boo. Yeah, you know what? I'm old. Yeah. You're 70s. Old. You look young on TV anyway. In person, you kind of look older. Yeah, but. when you see you in person, you look right. really bad. But right. on TV, you look like you're about 30. That's Taking really that makeup nice. on, you're good to go. <laughs> All right, we're at 70, 78 right now at the Twin Cities. Officially. I think it turned into a lovely day, Dave. It has. It's very, very beautiful out there. We may top out right around 80. Uh, this weekend, about the same. Partly cloudy skies expected with temperatures up there around 80, both Saturday and Sunday. Could be an isolated shower in the afternoon both days. And then it warms up into the 80s early next week. And we get to, uh, we drop a little bit in the middle part of the week, some more thunder on Wednesday. And then temps getting up close to 90 a week from today. Going for a high today of around 80. Right now we're at 78. And I have the records for the day, Joe. July 27 already. God almighty. 104 on this date. 104. In 1931. 1931. 49. 49. 1971. 1971. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Rook, I promise you uh, one hell of a food story. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where Kelsey found this. I resisted the temptation while in New York to buy any uh, hot dogs from a food vendor. I wasn't avoided, but I just... Why? I just didn't this time. I don't know why. According to a recent study out of Barcelona, and, and the study isn't mentioned, but I, I think this is valid because what I'm about to read makes a lot of sense. Okay. According to a recent study out of Barcelona, folks who eat an early dinner had a lower risk of breast and prostate cancer. Early in this study meant before 9 p.m. In the U.S., many folks might scoff at this study. That's because Americans already eat much earlier than Europeans, with the average evening meal time at about 6 p.m. instead of about 8 p.m., or in Spain, closer to 10 p.m. Wow. But here's what the headlines are not emphasizing. Both an early dinner time and not eating two hours before bed resulted in the same reduction of uh, your chances of getting those cancers. So it's not just about eating dinner early. It's making sure you stay awake for at least two hours after you have dinner. What's more, make dinner the last food you consume. No snacks before bed. Ooh. Snacker, what's up, Snacker? Over but there? I, but I've changed my. Uh, if I do have a snack now before I go to bed, it's it's fruit. <laughs> before you put your nightcap on yeah, and your long little, standing it's alley, got the long pajamas top on it. Uh, no, if it's if I have anything, it's fruit. Well, that, yeah, fr- I don't. You can't go wrong with fruit, no matter what. But see, I've been mocked all my life for you know. Hey, Joe, you got to eat early. <laughs> yeah, you 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 have a window of opportunity for your for your dinner time. Why is that for you? I don't know, just it's always been the case. The study looked at about 4,000 participants. Is that a good answer for you? <laughs> the study looked at about... We're going to hold up in court. <laughs> the study looked at about 4,000 participants throughout Spain. Researchers interviewed them about things like eating habits, mealtime, sleep patterns, and something called a chronotype. Hmm. Your chronotype refers to whether you're a morning or an evening person. In other words, when do you do most of your activity? Those who ate before 9 p.m., or ate at least two hours before bed, had the lowest risk of both both breast and prostate cancers, 20% lower than the people who don't follow those eating All habits. right, I'm in that group, That's for sure. That's uh, significant. This certainly does not surprise us, whoever us was. He didn't uh, tell me what the source of this is. Longtime readers will recognize this as one of our standing tips for better sleep. He must get some medical newsletter or something. Okay. I'm speaking of the chief offsite correspondent. Eating close to bedtime disrupts sleep, and it is also associated with weight gain. 
Digestive sugar spikes and the production of stomach acid can also wake you from your sleep. And although it acts as a depressant at first, alcohol causes bouts of wakefulness as your body metabolizes it. It's a good rule to stop eating about two hours before bed. One simple change in your routine like this will improve the quality of your sleep right away. Uh, Other research looks at similar studies linking shift workers with increased risk of cancer. The underlying role here, hormones. More specifically, messing with your circadian rhythm throws off your hormone production. Uh, your circadian, is it circadian or cir- it's circadian rhythm is the body's natural 24-hour cycle. All right. When well, in my intense alcohol research uh, prior to bedtime, I can attest to the fact that it does kind of uh, it does kind of keep you up a bit. Sometimes you just even stay outside, don't you? Right. So yeah. I've been told that uh, it's uh, you. Sh- you should be. You should come inside. All right. I'll get this part. Slow down when you eat. Americans eat the fastest right out, of here, a, out of a group of 34 mostly Western countries, according to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. U.S. residents spend an average of only 30 minutes on meal prep per day compared to an average of two hours and eight minutes. And our time spent eating is about a half hour less than the average in an hour and 14 minutes a day. That's just 24 minutes for each of the three regular meals we're supposed to enjoy every day. Hmm. Taking your time to eat allows you to produce the hormones needed to trigger the yes. feeling of fullness before you overeat. Oh, gotcha. It takes about 20 minutes for all the chemicals in your stomach to tell your brain you're full. So meals should it last at least 20 minutes. Chewing mindfully will help you take your time. Right. You've you accused to- me of being a fast eater. Uh, yeah, you're not a you're not uh you're not a messier or or um mannerless eater you have manners you just eat fast i guess i do i guess i'm guilty of that and i eat very slow you do uh take breaks between bites <laughs> i'm gonna run out for a smoke i just had a bite of some steak well <laughs> you know the two out. uncles that uh, jimmy and paul yeah that practice heat management plate management yeah jimmy would always have a heater going in the ashtray next to his heaped up plate <laughs> of food <laughs> and it was going He'd eat, and then he'd have his little heater, and then eat some more. That would so ruin the taste oh, of the wonderful oh, meal you're having. Oh, God, I can still smell it. we got to scramble. Let's go, bro. All right. No one. The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. The music of Count Basie and his great band. And the man. Yeah. Joe Sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Here we go now, nail it. Huh? How did all these people get in my room? <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, because only Come I did. No, I did it. Wow. I swear it. That was the closest away. ever. Yes. I had no idea I was going to be this good today. I got a note from our friend Dave Bliss, who listens in Sofia, Bulgaria. This is Bulgaria. He is the uh, the writer who came up with Meism, the Meist. Yes, very good writer. 
Uh, I heard on your show last week about the blood moon. Blood. Blood moon. Along with your disappointment that you would not see it. As Chris read off places it could be seen, he mentioned Eastern Europe. I thought, hey, uh, I'm in Eastern Europe. Right. I made it a point to get a picture of the moon for you tonight. My wife, Sasha, who is a much better photographer than I am, took this picture for you. Enjoy Dave Bliss. There it is. Sasha the red moon. Bulgaria. The red moon above Bulgaria. Nice and black and white, but what are you going to do? Well, not on the on the, on the computer. It prints out that way. Yeah. I think it was color. Yeah. Uh, I will not see this. Uh, those of us here uh, will not see the blood moon. I would like to see the blood moon. I did a big segment on it in your absence, only to be told uh, by FYI, uh, not available here. It's oh, so only, you were excited just and you were. A little oh, bit I was let preparing down. to see it and uh, okay. uh, marked off time on the calendar yep. for it. And oh, the I whole can deal. imagine. Only it was uh, not here. It was in Europe. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, everybody has their cross to bear, bro. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. 78, bro. It's 78 78. degrees. The uh, ride with Royce is coming up shortly.